We're here, we're back, and a big good afternoon to you, Cheryl Shaw. Welcome, as always, to the show. Thank you, Sarah. It's lovely to be here. Lovely to have you. And Dr. Kimberly Earl, it's your turn again. Always good to see you. It feels like it was a long time this time. I was here a fortnight ago, Sarah, but you weren't. I would. I was not. I was <laughs> off jet-setting, so it's lovely to see you as Thank well. You. <laughs> big weekend this weekend. It is the Million Paws Walk. And to tell us all about it, Cheryl Shaw, you have a special guest on today. I certainly do. Welcome, Deb. Thank you. Now, Debbie, you're the Hunter Regional Manager for the RSPCA. That's right, yes. And this weekend we've got a wonderful event happening. I've been involved with the um, RSPCA Million Paws Walk for about 17 years and during that time um, it's been held at a few locations. Firstly, uh, the first one I went to was at Spears Point Park and then it moved to Jasmine Park and then up to Morpeth. But, Debbie, this year it's going to have a new location. Where is it going to be? Yes, uh, thank you for that that, that um, um, fanfare around that. Yeah, we're very excited because we've um, council have been wonderful, and we've actually got Newcastle Foreshore Park for our event this year, which is cool. really exciting. Yeah, that's such a lovely location, and it's really picturesque. Hopefully, Sarah's forecast the weather to be sunny on Sunday, yeah. so we should be sweet. <laughs> now, with the walk, if people want to go about it, they, I believe they have to get tickets. Where are these? Um, where do they obtain the tickets from, Debbie? Yes, so people can pre-register, which just saves you a bit of time on the day queuing up. So if you go online and search for um, RSPCA Million Paws Walk, and you'll find the Hunter link, and so you can actually buy, register online, effectively uh, pay for your tickets that way, which means you can get through um, at registration desk much quicker. Um, and certainly anybody who comes on the day who wants to do it that way, we can organise that as well. So 8.30, registration opens on the day. So we're looking forward to people um, coming. We've got lots, we've got about 500 people registered already. Oh, so, fantastic. Yes, very so exciting. how far is the walk, Debbie? So we've got a, a four-kilometre walk mapped out, and so people, obviously we'd love everybody to do it. People don't have to do it. There'll be some people who perhaps challenge to do it um, and so it's 4k four kilometers and people can obviously peel off if, if they want to only do part of that but we, we've mapped that out so there's a nice walk there near the water and, and back to the park. Okay now sometimes you have um, dogs up for adoption are you doing that this year? Yes we're definitely bringing uh, some dogs with us so we've got the dogs uh, available for adoption there there'll be a, a hunter at the Rutherford shelter but what we're doing is we're hoping to bring a, at least four dogs out on the day which is a great opportunity for, for people if they are looking for a dog to, to actually have that opportunity on the day and they we will go through all the normal matching processes to see if, if the dog's the right for the family or the person that might be interested um, and if it all works out yeah we can make that adoption happen on the day it's, Oh, that would oh, be really cool, wonderful, yeah. yeah. It's really nice when people see the dog and, that, as you say, you know, do that lining up of, of if it's the right dog for their family. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other activities planned on the day other than the walk? Yes, yeah, so look, yeah, we certainly hope people enjoy the venue, enjoy the sunshine, enjoy meeting all the other dogs, and we've got, lo we've got lots of stalls planning to come on the day, so there's lots of things to look at in terms of merchandise. Um, and also we've got some of the RSPCA teams coming, so the RSPCA inspectors will be there um, to talk about what they do. We've got um, volunteer and foster care representatives, um, 
and the, the clinic hospitals, the, the veterinary hospitals are there as well. Um, so you can get a free health check there for a donation if you'd like to do a donation. Oh, that's a great um, idea. And also, yeah, council are coming as well. I'm hoping to have the council rangers there as well, which would be great to have their presence on site as well. Yeah, and Debbie, with the fundraising, um, does the money stay in the hunter? Yes, yes. So look, everything goes back, and we we can chart up the figures afterwards, which is wonderful, and, and see um, what impact we've made. Um, so yeah, all the money goes back to the work we do within the RSPCA. So supporting, see, so supporting the animals, housing and welfare, and supporting the work the inspectors do, uh, and education teams and outreach and things like that as well. So yeah, it's our biggest event of the year. So. Um, community are always very much involved and so we're looking forward to seeing everybody on Sunday. Oh, well, just let's hope that it um, is the, the walk is well attended and that people really get behind and show their support to the wonderful job that you guys do, um, looking after and caring for dogs and cats and all other animals um, at the RSPCA and have fun while they're out with their pets. Thank you, thank you for that and yeah, I probably should, I should uh, take the opportunity to mention uh, a number of our rescue partners will be there, we couldn't do what we do without rescue groups and, and there will be lots of activities there like clowns and jumping castles and other things as well So and competitions um, so hopefully yeah, people will really enjoy the time I love the competition parts and yeah. do you think Big Dog, is Big Dog going to make a show again? Because I always love yes, it when he yes. comes I get very excited Yes, yes, Big Dog's coming there to cut the ribbon for the start of the walk at 10 o'clock Oh, oh good, fantastic. and you said 500 people are registered, how many people do you expect Debbie? Do you think we might break records this year? We hope so. We hope so. So yeah, we've we've probably been in the. We did go to Spear Point two or three years ago, and um, we probably got into the seven eight hundred. But okay. yeah, it would be awesome, wouldn't it, to try oh. and break that record? Oh, that'll be great. So if you've got a free Sunday, get along. Take your dog. Absolutely. Take your hubby if you have to. Put a leash around his neck. Well, it sounds like <laughs> a really a fun day, Sarah. It's yeah, a fun it is. Day it out. is always fun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, Debbie, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck. I hope you raise lots of money and um, enjoy the day. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, Debbie. And, of course, there was that website as well, and we can put that up on 2NUR's website if you're looking and you want to pre-register. Now, Cheryl, I know you go every year. You're a storeholder, aren't you? I am. I love it. Beautiful. I bet. Mm. Do you take your, your I do. puppies with you? Well, normally I've taken my dogs that have now deceased last year. <gasps> so this will be the first year for my oh, young Avalon. Avalon. Mm-hmm. How's she going to go? He's going to love oh, it. Oh, sorry. He. <laughs> Naughty. I say that because a girlfriend of mine's just had a baby girl and called her Avalon. Oh, really? Yeah. How nice. Yeah. yeah. Ava for short. Ava so for short. There you go. So yes. we'll see the beautiful, smiling Cheryl Shaw there as yeah. well. Mm. Yeah, I will be. Now, what got us started is um, we're talking about winter and um, arthritis. Arthritis and keeping our older pets particularly comfy through winter because winter is hard on our older pets. Um, Most people would identify that their older pets are probably getting a little bit of stiffness and soreness or a little bit of, um, you know, they just have a harder, slower time in the mornings. And there's lots of things we can do to keep them uh, more comfortable. So um, first thing, easy things to do is make sure your pet has a really nice, comfy, warm bed. 
bed, particularly if you've got an older dog who's sleeping outside of a night. Um, a nice raised up bed so they're not sleeping on the cold floor if um, if they'll sleep there. Uh, maybe with a nice big cushion or a blanket that they can, um, you know, sort of snuggle down into a little bit to keep the bodies warm. Because when they get cold, it's harder for them, isn't it? It is, yeah. The joints just get a bit more, you know, more extra stiff. Extra stiff and they're, they're just, they take a little bit longer to sort of get themselves moving. So particularly for large dogs, if we can give them a bed that's raised off the ground, they don't sort of have to lift themselves up quite as much. They can get their front feet down um, and then they only have to sort of push up part way with their back legs to sort of get themselves moving. So that can be really helpful. And some dogs will tolerate wearing jackets or um, uh, sleep suits. I don't know if you've seen those, um, you know, sort of pajamas you can get yeah. for dogs. Um, and they can just give a little extra added warmth to keep the dogs, you know, feeling a little bit more comfortable through the night. I so haven't seen really the helpful. sleep suits. I'll oh, you get very some. cute. Yeah, lots of my nurses have them. They put like little. Um, <laughs> Uh, sleep suits on um, one of my nurses has a greyhound a couple of them have greyhounds and they put them on to keep them warm through winter so that can be really helpful cats are the same giving cats a nice raised up um, well cats like to live up high anyway but giving them a bed that's up high a nice sort of perch to watch the world from um, somewhere that they can curl up in a nice warm spot and in, if they're inside the house you know heat rises so they're going to be a bit warmer up there yeah, so that can course. be really helpful because our pets do really love the heat like even on quite a warm mm. day my Maltese will, will when he becomes a cat dog, he'll yeah. get up on top of the chair <laughs> yeah. in the sun. In the sun, they do. They like it. He's yeah. panting and away. And if you've but got one of these it. older dogs and they're just a bit achy, and you know the, the warmth of the sun, you know, beating down on those yeah. joints makes a real big difference. He likes so the tiles too. I think the warmth yeah, underneath. Yeah, depend. Yeah, yeah. My mm. tiles are cold. I don't know what your tiles are like. But when the sun's <laughs> yeah, when the sun's it. on. Yeah, them. yeah that's right. It. So that would be the first thing I'd say. So get them nice and warm. Give them a rug. Give them a jumper. A nice warm bed. That's really easy. If your dog is or cat is having a hard time with mobility we just need to be careful with the cushions um, and blankets because sometimes they get tangled in them a little bit they, okay. they don't feel their feet maybe as well as they used to be able to and they can get a bit tangled so just watch and tailor it to your individual pet that's really really helpful okay um i harp on with my clients about this a lot weight loss there is no drug in the world that does as much as weight loss so if you're looking at fluffy or fido and you're thinking Mm, putting on a bit here or you know you're well fed or if they're leaving food behind healthy dogs don't leave food behind in the food bowl if they're leaving food behind and they're healthy they're getting too much food chances are they're fat um so that's not a very nice word but we i mean a what, lot did of we, fluffy. what did we call it fluffy, fluffy. <laughs> they're fluffy um a lot of older dogs you know their metabolisms are slowing down just like ours do when as we get older they um, have a hard time maintaining lean muscle mass so we want to get these guys into nice lean body condition it's a perfect opportunity to look at your dog be a bit critical, be a bit critical on yourself because everybody loves feeding their dog treats and biscuits and, you know, their cats and things too. When they give you those eyes and you're having know, a steak at the table and you think I'll just it. cut it your It hurts bit. them. We can't yeah. explain to them that the extra weight you're carrying is putting extra pressure on your hips yeah. or putting extra pressure on your shoulder or your back. Um, so it's really, really important. If you can get your dog's weight down, there is no drug in the planet that's been invented that will do as much as getting weight off of your dog. And that's just by cutting their food down, yeah. obviously, and trying to, yeah. to do a so few more So certainly, you know, the, the old adage, eat less, move around more. Um, but a lot of these arthritic dogs 
don't have the capabilities if they're overweight to move around more. So we have to start with eat less, feed them less, feed them a lower calorie food. So if your dog's on regular adult food and he's an older dog, look at putting him onto a senior or a light food. Or you can go, um, there's some really great prescription veterinary diets. You won't get them in a pet shop, but prescription veterinary diets that will do a combination of weight loss and help joint support. That can be really beneficial. So the senior food, when you're buying it at you know one of your big Mm -hmm. um, food stores, that has less calories in it already. Absolutely. I never knew that. I'm like, what is the difference between the puppy, the adults? I just buy them anyway. Protein, so we continue continue to maintain that muscle mass. It's going to have lower fat, higher fiber, all those things that are normal that we would, you know, that's healthy. But your older dogs don't; they will burn off fewer calories in doing the same amount of exercise as a younger dog will. Right. So they need to have a lower calorie food, lower sure. calorie density food. And if you have a fat that. cat, an overweight cat, the same thing rules apply. Often in cats, we move them off of a dry biscuit food or we reduce the, combi- the, the quantity of dry biscuit food they have and we put them onto more wet food. Wet food fills up their tummy when they eat it, but it metabolizes down into 70% water. And so they feel like they're getting a nice meal, but they're getting much less calorie density. And sometimes just making that change for a, a, an overweight cat is enough to get weight off of them so that's a really really important thing what other sorts of things can we do um lots of nutraceuticals and you know natural remedies things like that available the ones that have been shown to be really beneficial certainly fish oils can be okay but fish oil is oil it has high calories so again we can't just load up our dog with fish oils and keep the same amount of food. You absolutely must, must, must reduce the amount of particularly biscuit food, but any food that you're feeding if you're going to start um, supplementing with fish oils. And realistically, the, the doses of fish oils we need are really quite high to be effective. So oh, okay. giving one or two capsules to a 20 kilo dog is not going to, you know, not going to do it. So you need to pick the right patient. If your dog um, or cat has ever had any history of pancreatitis, they are not a suitable candidate to be giving fish oils to. You right. will re, you know, we will cause re-injure them um, with pancreatitis um, and if they're like I said if they're already, already overweight you must reduce the amount of food that they're giving if you're going to be supplementing fish oil the um the reality is is to, to get the effective levels of fish oils in diets, um, the, the easiest way to do that is to put them onto one of those prescription um, joint diets, joint-friendly diets that you'll get from your veterinarian. They, they've done a very good job of putting very high levels of fish oils in there in the most cost-effective manner because fish oils, in fairness, are not very... Um, cheap you know and if you've got yeah, a medium if to large size lot, dog yes. yeah um, and even for a small size dog the, the amounts that we need to use can be quite expensive to to be effective so um so fish oil though is certainly one there is actual scientific evidence that shows that in the appropriate doses fish oils can be really helpful in low doses it's probably just adding extra flavor and calories so um think about you know looking at doing some of that there are certainly glucosamine supplements green lip muscle combinations of these sorts of things um some are better than others i would always recommend you speak to um, a professional about it ideally a veterinarian um, about it some of the newer products out on the market when i won't name any names but um, some of the newer products actually have really good scientific data force plate data that shows that you know this dog 
um, before starting this particular supplement would only put this amount of weight on his sore leg and after a month or six weeks of using this particular supplement um, is able to put much more weight and have a much more normal gait. So there is some really good ones out there. Um, I've always been a little bit hesitant to use some of these things because we know that some of the products available in the Australian market, um, they contain a lot of shark cartilage, they contain a lot of green lit muscle and other um, ocean products and some of them are not necessarily harvested in an um, environmentally friendly way. So oh, okay. just have a little bit of a think about what you're doing that way. Um, the one that we use in my practice, which you can always call up my practice and find out what that is, but um, it comes from New Zealand and it is sustainably um, sustainably farmed and managed so I think that's kind of an important side um, as well yep um, other things that we can do there are um, anti-arthritis injections Pentacen is the active ingredient there's lots of different brands on the market I was going to say that's what clinic, we use yeah um, any veterinary an clinic would um, would have that um, it is a veterinary product it's a prescription product but it in some dogs makes such a phenomenal difference it's typically given as a four-week injection uh, sorry a, a course of four weekly injections to start them off yep and then depending on your dog and what the response is and what your vet recommends um, often they're given single monthly top-up doses or every few months given a single top-up yeah, dose. Yep. Um, I've got lots of people who um, you know, come into us routinely at the start of winter around this time of year and say, oh, you know, Fido needs to have another course of car yeah. um, uh, pentasan injections and we want to just um, get them going, keep him happier through the winter months and then maybe doesn't need it through the summer months. So that can be really helpful. And then... It, Arthritis is a progressive disease, so we know even if we do all the right things, we get our dog into a lean body condition, those sorts of things, at some point they are probably going to require some pain relief. We do as adults, as adult aging humans, we often require some pain relief. So anti-inflammatory medications, um, you know, usually initially as an intermittent, uh, intermittent basis, you know, once or twice a week or just on those hard days or after we've been a weekend warrior and chased our ball a little bit too much, um, but certainly some dogs will uh, need it on a, on a daily basis. And that's a decision that needs to be made on an individual basis um, with your veterinarian. Usually we want to have a bit of an idea of what kind of kidney and liver function your dog has because all these sorts of drugs, um, particularly anti-inflammatories, can have some side effects. And, um, and there's lots of different ones available. So sometimes we go through a few different ones. You know, one dog might respond really well to one product um, but not another. So we do sometimes chop and change a little bit. Um, my old dog is on um, daily anti-inflammatories. She's been on that for a good couple of years now. And then she's on a couple additional products. Uh, you know, as she's coming close to the end of her life, we've really you know ramped up the different pharmaceuticals she's getting to try to yeah. keep her comfortable but yeah. i want people to be you know to be aware that um Lots of these old dogs come to us and people say, oh, gee, you know, I think I'm getting to the end of, you know, life with um, with George over here. George isn't moving around very much. And we have a conversation and we assess um, the dog, sometimes with x-rays, sometimes just in a clinical setting. And we sort of say, actually, George has a really sore knee. Why don't we try some anti-inflammatories? Yes. Why don't we try some weight yep. loss, some of these other things? And six weeks later, they come back and they go, wow, George hasn't been this good in two years. And George might have another two years left in his life if we yep. manage some of these things. So please don't look at your old dogs and just say, oh, he's not doing very much. Maybe, you know, maybe he's about to die. Maybe I should start thinking about, um, you know, calling the vet and, and putting an end to things because quite often there's a lot we can do to keep these guys um, happy and healthy and reinvigorate them for, yeah, you know, for a good period of Yeah, which of course is what we all want. Mm. That's right. So there's no point in, you know, I think keeping our dogs alive for years and years and years if they're not having a good, happy quality of life. And there's often a lot that we can do to improve their quality of life. And hello to Rodney from Ellamore Vale. What's your question? My question. Um, how are you today? We're good, thank you. 
I have um, a chihuahua, probably six months old. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a miniature long-haired chihuahua. And I have a, um, a five-year-old um, Maltese cross-shitsu. Yep. Right. Now, now, from the very first day we got that chihuahua, we've given it, 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 it its own food bowls. Okay. But it, it will not eat. It will not eat. Like so, what it'll do? It'll it'll um, wait for the Maltese to eat. Okay. And it'll pick up the Maltese's scraps, but it won't eat out of its bowl. Right. Okay. And, a, and, and he's not putting the weight on that he should because of it. Okay. Okay. And it seems like he'll roll on his back sometimes, like submit. Yes. Okay. Now I know the white one's the alpha dog. Yep. But it's really concerned me that he's not eating enough. That he's not eating and growing. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, there's a few different things you could try. Um, are they? What are the um, the genders of the dogs? The the older both one, males. a female, both males. Both males. Okay. Yeah. Both males. And the little one is he desexed yet or not? At this stage. No, not, not yet. yet. No. Yeah. They've so, both got to have. Um, they've both got to have. Um, like, both of them have only got one testicle, so oh, we're right. going to have that operated on both of them yeah. very soon, actually. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's de- definitely a good thing to do. So, yeah, I mean, obviously the young one is, is probably um, uh, submiss- submitting a bit more to the older one. You know, he, he understands that he's very, a new very member much in the so. house. Yeah, so I guess I would probably look at trying to feed them separately um, to see if you can if you can generate a different sort of response, um, maybe yep. feed the older one um, first and then keep the other one the younger one away and then put the older one outside or something, or try the yep. opposite direction where the um, the younger one is is fed first. Mm-hmm. Yep, he won't and, the, and he won't leave the white one. Now the dogs follow me like a shadow. Yep. Right. Now if I get up and walk away, the black one's got to follow. Mm-hmm. Right. So yep. therefore he will. Even if he's in the middle of having a feed, he yeah. will, I have to stand there until he starts to finish. Yeah. So he's he's not that food motivated, obviously, this little guy. So he's taking not a bit of encouragement. Yeah. He I'm... loves cheese, but loves cheese. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. lives, he lives on um, dry food, so I yeah. think a little bit of cheese ain't going to hurt him. Isn't going to hurt him here and there. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes, in, you know, sometimes making the food more palatable, um, you know, can be beneficial. Keeping in mind, chihuahuas are really, really little dogs. They often don't need very much food. So, much, yeah. Um, he loves raw mints. Yeah, so, you know, I think... Um, a, a small quantity of food. Yeah. I mean, my sister has a long-haired Chihuahua, and he's only—he's fully grown, and he's only about 1.2 kilos. So, you know, Ooh, that yeah, sort of a dog. Right. Literally, if you're feeding a dry dog food, um, food, he probably only needs a couple teaspoons or a tablespoons worth of biscuits to to give him his full calorie requirement. You know, we're not expecting him to eat like a, a large full, amount. That's a full sustainable meal too. The biscuits, sure. isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. So, so if my, my, if, my partner gets up and he goes, "Look," he says that. He eats dry food. So that's a full diet, but I worry because that's all he eats. Yeah, no, that's fine. My dog only ever eats dry dog food. Maybe on, on Christmas and her birthday, she might get a tin of food as a special treat. But usually, that just results in me finding diarrhea in the backyard. Mm. So, um, you know, dry dog food, you know, is is well formulated. It's balanced. It will have everything they need, and most dogs don't get bored with it. You know, the, the boringness yeah. is us scooping it out of the out of the container each day, going, "Gee, this is boring." But they're dogs. I mean, they eat all sorts of unsavory. things. Things and, and, and then the little one will it. probably eat two smackos a day. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair bit for a little tiny, a little and, tiny. And, and so. giving them, giving them a full smackos like us eating a full chocolate bar. 
or two. <laughs> or two. Come on, let's, let's be honest. Yeah, or two. So, you know, I, I suspect if you're concerned that your pup isn't growing well, check in with your vet and they'll be able to tell you. Most most owners will overestimate where the body condition of their dog should be. So I suspect your dog is probably fine, but check in with your vet and they, I'm sure, will be able to give you some helpful hints. Thank you very much. Good on you, Rodney. Thank you for the call. When he said that the little chihuahua likes cheese, I was going to say, well, he's only human. And then I thought, actually, he's He's not not human. human. (laughs) But they do like cheese. I mean, cheese is delicious. It's fatty. It's yummy. Um, You know, remember, dogs will always go to a very um, concentrated energy source. So if they can get something that's a real packet of calories and packet of energy, which is, you know, cheese, um, mince, schmackos, uh, then they'll, they'll do that. And why would I eat the dog food in the bowl? I mean, dogs aren't really, most dogs aren't really that fussy, but if they know that if there's something that smells better, that's yummier, that's tastier, that is coming, if I just hold off a little extra bit, I'm probably going to get something yummy. So maybe the little chihuahua's got Rodney wrapped around the finger in a way it's and saying, possible. I'm not going to eat that because I know possible. you're going to worry and the, offer me a treat and later. And the tendency with little tiny dogs like that is people um, always treat them like babies, even when they're not babies. So a six-month-old Chi-Chi is probably getting pretty close Chi-Chi. to adult size. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't grow for very long because they don't have very far to get. Uh, so, you know, there's a good there's a good correlation with small breed dogs being babied even when they're adult dogs. So yeah, yeah oh, it's, it's so. Tr- I know when mm. we were rescuing dogs, Sean was like, these dogs absolutely, you know, they have yeah. they stay in their little sleeping. Well, we had like a little cage for them to yeah. get them used to yeah, it. Yeah, crate, yep. yeah, crate. Yeah, little crate. That's the word. And then when we got the Chihuahua, yeah. Next minute, I'm I'm in bed and this little head pops up from the covers <laughs> next to Sean. You wouldn't what? you wouldn't do it with the master for a great day, right? Exactly. So it, it's a bit of a double edged sword. Oh, but you know, he's so little and they're cold. little and cold, and <laughs> yeah. and people sort of assume that oh well he's little, so he's never going to cause a problem. But I tell you, I had a little Chi Chi at me, um, like lunging across the table at me yesterday, <laughs> and you know he's never going to do like serious serious damage. He's not going. It's not going to cause a life threatening injury. Um, but lots. Lots of vets are bitten by chihuahuas yeah. and, and little dogs um, and lots of people and family members are too. And it's kind of a, a problem. But if we treat them like a big dog, so just go into it with a mind frame of, you know, if you were a great day and I wouldn't accept this, I'm not going to accept it from you just because you're less than two kilos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, re- it's really interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. We are talking pet chat, having a quick look at the weather, all thanks to our sponsor, Snap Freeze Air Conditioning, your Dakin specialist. Not bad out there, a little bit of cloud, but a bit of sun popping through as well. Uh, it's going to stay like this for the rest of the week and the weekend. It should be quite nice, sunny and around 20. Now, before we go today, we need to have a look at our Dirty Dogs competition. The Dirty Dogs. The Dirty Dogs. You should be getting lots of them at this time of year. Yeah, with the wet weather. Yeah. You know, that dew of a morning as well. Mm, Conditions Mm, are perfect. Yes. Gizmo is driving me crazy. That's not his fault at all, actually, but it's still driving me crazy. Um, Whenever he goes outside now, because we still haven't completely landscaped and with the ground getting wet, wet it's the muddy, muddy paws, paws so it's you know you have to wash the paws every time mm-hmm. it goes out so cheryl with our dirty dogs though people can send us in um photos and yes, you can please. do that by heading to 2nurfm.com click on more and dirty dogs we want to see those great photos and thank you for everyone that has participated we're getting some great ones in and they can win a deluxe uh, 
spa. Absolutely. And dog overboard. Yep. Mm. And we want to see those photos. Get them in. Yeah. Come on. Million Paws Dog Walk, you know, there's down near the foreshore, Horseshoe Beach, lots of opportunities to get a dirty dog there. That is a really yes. good point, Kimberly. Mm. So make sure you take your camera and snap away. The filthier, the better. <laughs> and send dog them into us. Fix mm. them for you. Well, look, that's all we've got time for today. Uh, Cheryl Shaw, Kimberly Earl, thank you both for coming in. Lovely to have you here as always. Thank you, Sarah. Don't forget the Million Paws Walk is happening this weekend. We're back next week from midday. We're